And uh, you can't always get what you want. No, immediate disqualification because of its involvement with the big chill. Oh, God, you're right. Frank, <clears throat> so if you're listening to the last episode, we're still in the same spot, we're in the same clothes, same day, recording another episode. You just shattered the illusion I was about to set up. <laughs> I was going to say, here we are, one week later, I have a healthy neck. <laughs> it's uh, a whole new day. Frank's cold has completely cleared up. <laughs> I'm going to have some of this cookie right here. Um, so uh, <clears throat> we are... Uh, we're recording this episode, uh, the last episode we recorded, um, if you were there with us last week, um, you, it was, you, I think it was pretty easy to understand, uh, or to gather that we did not enjoy our material. No. Um, but I would say this week we enjoyed it. What's up? I'd say this week we enjoyed our, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This week. Yeah. (laughs) This week. Yeah. This week. Um, so this movie was recommended to me by a number of friends. It's been talked about endlessly uh mostly mostly by women interesting i have almost only by women actually i the reason i haven't watched this movie up until now is because i felt like it was always the butt of jokes interesting and it was always just sort of shorthand for a lame movie about boomer on we do you feel that's what it's about it's not quite boomers it is boomers it is okay. it is absolutely bullseye on the boomer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little a little late for boomers, no? No. Uh because everybody okay, so we're talking about the movie The Big Chill. Yes. Uh The Big Chill. The, 1983's <laughs> The Big Chill. The Big Chill. Frank messaged me <laughs> and said, I watched The Big Chill last night. It was good. Good hangout movie, I think is what you called it. Uh, probably yeah um yeah yeah uh i i hung out with myself and watched it um and with your neck brace <laughs> uh this was i watched it a week ago back when i had a healthy neck and i didn't look like don imus uh, <laughs> strapped in the old neck brace um I'm not gonna yeah i'm only gonna look at this movie for the next hour <laughs> um i watched it in the mirror of my iron lung and uh so, yeah, I was sort of surprised um, because, like I said, I had not seen it before, <clears throat> but my understanding of it was that it was lame. Mm. Uh, I've, I've heard it's a must-see. Wow. Yeah. And a friend, to- a friend of mine told me that Kevin Klein is her ideal husband. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this guy? He's a Interesting. Real, real goofy dude. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, big chill Kevin Klein is like the least attractive Kevin Klein. Yes. Like he hasn't quite. I can't name another Kevin Klein, but yes. Um, I watched this movie a while ago. It's possible that the movie never came out. I saw it at a screening. Okay. And Kevin Klein is like this bachelor in New York who is training Paul Dano to be like a successful like like lothario mm, the game was it called the game no <laughs> no he wasn't wearing like a fuzzy top hat <laughs> and telling paul dano to nag chicks at the bar <laughs> <laughs> or were you thinking of michael douglas as the game 
that yeah oh yeah he wasn't no he wasn't freaking out because somebody threw a clown doll off the roof of his house <laughs> um anyway so uh well kevin klein isn't kevin klein married to phoebe cates no idea uh, I believe he's married to Phoebe Cates and she retired from acting and he started dating her like in the eighties or early nineties. And he was like 20 years older than her or whatever. Uh-huh. That's got nothing to do with this. Nothing movie, to do but with Phoebe it. Cates is so, so attractive. Look up I got a booty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think she has like a little shop on the Upper East Side now and Kevin Klein still acts. And um, anyway, Kevin Klein, he's a uh, silver Fox you know, has oh, been yeah. for most of his career, except yeah. not in this movie. In this movie, he's sort of young, has a bit of a double chin. I'm not body shaming, but I... Yeah, kind of, yeah. He's just like, he's not, I don't know. Oh, very, very short shorts. Yes. Crazy short. Yes, good for him. Like, shorter than anyone needs. Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. Anyone needs? I would wear them. For running? Yeah, why not? They're just really, really short. Yeah. I mean, it probably feels great. Feels fantastic. Very free. Get your thighs out there. Yeah. Really get some breeze in your thighs. Um, Get some air in your thighs, you know? There were like uh, some themes in the movie that I didn't fully understand. All right. So before we get into that, (laughs) um, okay, we've already covered Kevin Klein, who he's married to in real life, his double chin, (laughs) and the fact that he is not a silver fox in this movie. Correct. it is a group of friends who are, I guess, around 30 years old. Yes, 32, I think. Right, because they, they're early, all sort early of... Early 30s. I feel like they keep like kind of... So they, they are... More like yuppies, too. Yeah, they're all yuppies. This was filmed in 1983. They are all together because one, of, one member of their friend group has committed suicide. Yeah. And they have gotten together for his funeral. And they're like staying in this house together for the week. It's Kevin Klein's house though, right? Yeah. 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 So like some people who've moved away have like, like he sure. stayed in their hometown. Sure. Other people who've moved away have come back for the week. And like <laughs> one guy is on a TV, like, uh, he's an actor, he's an actor, but he's yeah. on like a weekly TV show, yeah. like a Magnum PI kind of thing. So he's very famous. Very handsome too. Um, yeah. It's Tom Berenger. Ooh. Mm, Hachi machi. Hachi machi. That's, uh, that's Tom Berenger. <laughs> so me. Just a hunk. Kevin Klein. And Tom Berenger. <laughs> um, and like uh, your classic 80s hunk. Mustache, they, big billowy hair, like tight jeans, leather jacket. If you thought that Oof. Tom Berenger was hot in Major League. Oh, yeah. Because he, he was like in Major League. He was like he was like the dad to yes. the team. Right? He's handsome. But yeah, but like, he's got bad knees and he's yeah. complaining about his aches and pains all the time. In this movie. He is it, it, it just prime beef. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, anyway, got my motor running big time. Kevin yeah. Klein needs to be in the oven a bit longer. Yeah. But Tom Berenger <laughs> ready to take him out. Oh, yeah. Um, so the movie is about this group of uh, early 30 somethings who have come back to their hometown to hang out for a week because their friend has committed suicide. And they're kind of like. Uh, rekindling the um, 
like what would you call it like the kind of like the it's like a nostalgia fest basically yeah they're but they're like kind of like rekindling their their group friendship sure like it's obvious they're very close they've been apart for i don't know how long yeah but they're also they still have this strong tie to each other and they really love each other i like my friends yeah when i see someone that i like a close female friend in a funeral do you walk up and kiss her on the lips there's a lot of like real, real, real touchy. Yeah. I don't touch anyone. Yeah. Like I'm, my friends get out of here. No, unless I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless it's like, you know, there's occasions, birthdays, new years, weddings, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, Hey, that's great. Everybody <laughs> let's reaffirm that we're happy that everybody's alive, but like on a day to day basis, come on, maybe a handshake, maybe <laughs> it's, it's so formal. <laughs> Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of intimacy yes. in this movie. Um, uh, I guess I'll start talking about the stretching now. Oh man. I mean, that could be the whole movie. When I hit play oh, on this movie and saw the stretching, I was like, what asshole <laughs> <laughs> made me think that I should not be watching this movie. Seriously. Um, so uh, we're talking about the character <laughs> Chloe, who is the girlfriend Ooh. of the person who committed suicide. Yes. The deceased's girlfriend who seems to not give a fuck. He's gone. I can't remember her name in real life, but it's Jennifer Tilly's younger sister. Yeah. Yep. She retired from acting and is I now looked her an up author. Immediately. Uh, yeah. I hit pause and looked her up too. <laughs> I was like, who is that? <laughs> um, very gratuitous slow like uh 80s aerobics stretching there's two scenes with the stretching yeah the second's even worse so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um too much yeah and the whole you know i'm such a fucking simple human where she's stretching and all i can think is like god get naked just get naked oh i hope she gets naked please get naked yeah I saw her. I, you think I'd be more evolved by now? But yeah. No. Yeah. I. Well, you know, we are who we are. You know, we were. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. <sighs> I'm not saying that that's all she brings to the movie. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I have a natural reaction to the imagery. Yes. Um. And uh, Same. Uh, evidently a fetish that I didn't know about. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm aware of mine. Um, well aware. D- some very flexible stretching yeah. in the opening sequence where they're kind of like they're introducing each character. Um, you're sort of seeing a portion of their life. Yes. Right. And hers is just mm. this, you know, um, stretching. <laughs> <laughs> very long just lingering. Her stretching. Yes. There's another scene later in the movie where she's stretching and talking to the camera, and that one is just too much to handle. That's even more aggressive, yeah. Too much to handle. Um, So that one actually is part of kind of an interesting thread in the movie uh, where uh, one of the characters, who who owns the camera? I don't know. I think it's just in the house kind of thing. Okay, so uh, they, they have this camera for whatever reason, and... 
uh, yeah, proper like VHS camcorder camera. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> and uh, the, the so the one character like starts filming himself talking to himself on it. He used to be a radio DJ, yeah, like a, yeah. Like a therapist, radio DJ, and he does does like a bit where he's like interviewing himself. I but I feel like the scene really couldn't work. I don't really understand that scene. I didn't understand it either, but I was just thinking this is 1983, like a video camera is so novel in yeah. 1983 that it's you like just ham it up. Yeah. Like you just, this is what you would do with it. Yes. Like I, yeah. I, they were just inventing a thing to do with it. And then they sort of like start like using it at like to interview kind of, it's kind of like a, as a memorial to Alex, the dead guy. Yeah. But it's like a, it, it becomes like a thing inside the movie. Like, yeah. So, so, you know, you are watching the screen of this, this thing that the guy's shooting, but then like you're, you, because you're watching what he's shooting, you're like getting his gaze. Yeah. Which is clearly like, sh- you know, focused on like the hot babe ex-girlfriend who's stretching crotch first into the camera. Why? I mean, she just chose to start stretching during the interview. I don't really know. It's, it's, it's a very, Why? Um, it's, it's a very intense erotic energy to bring to um, a mournful scene where it's overwhelming people are trying to like process their feelings about <laughs> someone dying. I was processing my feelings. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, likewise. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it's very erotic. Yeah. Um, also, there's like... <sighs> Here's something I didn't understand. All right. So they hang out at the house. It's just a group of friends hanging at this house for, for a week. And they kind of like work through their feelings with each other. And like their feelings are sort of like the type of resentments you would imagine you would have with a group of friends that you had when you were like maybe 19, 20 years old and you come back 10 years later and people have like experienced various varying levels of success varying levels of addiction, varying levels of whatever. And now you're all trying to like hang again. Yeah. Um, and I thought there was like this really great line because I've encountered this in my life. I, I think the actor is John hurt. Uh-huh. Is that his name? Yeah. That he's the guy with the drug addiction. Yeah. Um, they're, they're sitting around and like, I think the one guy says like, Hey, you know, I'm your friend or I love you or whatever. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you knew me for a very brief period yes. of time, a long time ago. Tell me one thing about myself. Tom Berenger said that. Yeah. And he's like, tell me something about my <clears throat> life. What the fuck do you know about me? Yeah, It's like, you love drugs. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, well, you're kind of a beef castle and, uh, you have drive a Porsche and you love to get high. What else is there to know? Um, uh, but I, as a, you know, an, an aging, um, aging man with a chicken neck, I was able to relate to that. I, I have, I've experienced that in my life. Like I've had that. But like with another friend, you mean? Uh, yeah, I will not name someone specifically, but I have like, I have had the experience of <clears throat> someone who I knew quote unquote for a very long time. But our like actual friendship was very brief. Totally. I thought the same thing. And have them feel like entitled to my yes. like friendship or attention. Yes. And I had to like take a step back and say, like, I've had roommates in my life 
who I don't talk to anymore, who I knew longer and more intimately than you. Yeah. So why do you think that you have yeah. this like ownership well, over me? Cause that friend probably doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have a lot of other friends. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a bummer. But, <laughs> well, yeah. but I, that, like when I was watching this movie, uh, I was like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like very kind of obvious, like we're aging and yes. like, we're, a, we're trying to, uh, like <clears throat> f- navigate that. But that, that to me felt so real. So each character has like this role in society. Basically they each represent a different thing. Their own like unique little characters. There's the, girl who's married to a rich guy and has a family yeah and kind of like is disinterested in the marriage there's the guy Wait, which one is that the one who like kisses tom berenger oh yeah yeah and he like gives tom berenger the the side eye at the beginning yeah, she's kind of hot yeah um but also tom berenger's hot yes good couple <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am here for Tom Barry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's her. Uh, there's Tom Barry. Obviously, there's the guy who's like kind of on a lot of drugs in like a comical way. Uh, who used to be in Vietnam and I don't know got his dick blown off. That's the that's that's, that's William Hurt. It's William Hurt. No, sorry. What is it? What is, it? is John Hurt? John Hurt. Yeah. Is William Hurt his dad? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> John Hurt. Probably getting the names all wrong. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Go ahead. It's John Hurt, right? You got, I believe he gets, so. like his dick blown off. or He, he went to Vietnam and he can't have sex. Yeah. But and when I was watching it, I got him confused <laughs> with John Hurd, who is the dad from uh, uh, Home Alone. Oh. But the, anyway. Yeah. Um, and there's... Um, our friend who we all love, um, Kevin Klein, not Kevin Klein. Uh, oh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, who is just a perv, total perv. He's like rail thin yeah. in that movie too. I felt like he was you. What? I felt like he was the you of the group. What does that mean? He's a I, total perv. He's trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> what does that mean? I just felt like, I felt like he was giving off some Frank energy in the movie. Explain. I don't know. I don't know mm. what exactly, but, um, I mean, he was definitely like way more pervy than you. That makes me sad. Really? No. I mean, he's a guy who's a predator in the whole movie. I don't think of you as a predator. He's trying to sleep with like the widow. <laughs> <laughs> look at this look. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, I, 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 <laughs> go, go ahead. What are, you, what are you gonna say? I'm just like if if I mean it's not like I thought. Oh, that's definitely Frank. Mm. But if if I had to assign characters to yeah. like, if I was watching this and I'm like, oh, who's who? Yeah. Do you think there's someone else there that would be you more than him? <sighs> Tom yeah, Berenger, the hot girl. <laughs> I'm Chloe. You're just stretching. <laughs> Uh, no, someone else told me the same thing. You just said. <laughs> that's great. Oh, man, that's so good. What's his name in the movie? Michael? Um, I think it's Michael, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I had to Well, he's a book. journalist. Yeah. Tall, yeah. skinny guy. Yeah. You know. Um, Charming. 
I don't know what was giving off the energy. <laughs> I don't think of you as like a creep uh-huh. in the way that he was a creep. Yeah. But I just thought like, oh, there's something a little like Frank about him. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you in this group then? I don't know. Mm. I'm probably the guy with the short shorts. I'm probably. Uh, yeah. No, that guy's way too fun. I'm no. probably, I'm no probably, offense. I'm probably the guy with the drug problem. <laughs> I don't want to say it. But. I'm the guy with the drug problem. Who's like trying really hard to be cool, but, the, but it's like under the surface. You can tell he's ready to blow. Uh, not even under the surface. He seems like he's just sweating and like sh- grimacing the entire time. Yeah. But he's like trying not to freak out on everybody else. <laughs> sure. Sure. He's trying to like kill the whole group. You're my friend. What? <laughs> tell me what, tell me why you think you're, oh, my, you're my friend. friend. Oh, we're friends. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely that guy. I'm definitely Jeff Goldblum. Um, um, yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, just own it, man. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, it makes me feel weird, but yeah, sure. I'll take it. Um, so he's just kind of pathetic the whole movie, you know, it's like trying to open a club and no one takes him seriously. I couldn't tell if that was real. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that was real either. Or if that was just like a line he was saying. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> So yeah, every, you know, basically, so what, I guess like what I, what I said to you was that the movie sort of like ends with a whimper. Like I didn't use those words exactly, but like, yeah, I was kind of like looking well, for something to, I, I thought that like over the course of this time, like something would build and there is something that, yeah, there's, there's a climax. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But I, I guess I was like kind of expecting, I don't know. I was, I was, I, I guess the point, like it's intentional that there is not a huge blow up yeah. in the movie. And I was kind of like thinking that would happen. Like I thought like the guy with the drug problem would get in a fight with the guy who's macking well, I mean, on the, that, that kind of happened, you know, the one night. Yeah. But it's not like, there's no like people sleep together on the one night and yeah but you know nobody gets like fucking punched in the face or dragged out of the house or whatever the fuck there's not extreme violence is that what you're looking for (sighs) yeah i was looking for an explosion of rage basically (laughs) and it probably says something about me that i was like um no explosion of rage (laughs) sorry i can't connect with this i'm unsatisfied (laughs) with this movie um no but i think that i i think that like the easy way to write this story would be um some kind of like like climactic altercation that you know doesn't doesn't happen and yeah i mean so the other characters are uh glenn close we see her naked for some reason I know that I don't want to see Glenn Close. I know, but but it's like, like, of all people, Hey, if Glenn Close is setting a precedent here, can't we all show a little, maybe, (laughs) maybe go a little Tom Berenger. (laughs) (laughs) Come on guys. Come on. Um, just a good like party shower scene or something. Um, so Glenn Close, who's just like forgotten about basically. Yeah. She has the least interesting character in the whole movie. She's Kevin Klein's wife. Yes. Isn't it weird how like, um, who were we talking about on one of our recent episodes where I was like, that person can't do anything other than what they're doing. Yeah. Like uh, I know we're that talking about, um, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe yeah. is one of those Chad, people. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close is like one of those people. 
Don't you think she has like does, this yeah. striking yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing about her? And I, I, it's always I, so serious. I found her like every time I saw <clears throat> her in this movie, I, it kind of like every time you look at it, you're like, Oh, that's going close. Who's yeah. That? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. I, I, I felt like it, she's just like her, too. She just doesn't look like a normal person yeah. hanging out. Yeah. You know, she needs to be doing something fancy. Like of all people I want to see crying in the shower, it's not her. I know. <laughs> like maybe, I don't know, if I had to just off the top of my head come up with somebody, maybe the one who's stretching all the time. Right? <laughs> who's just like putting it out there? <laughs> um, and then there's a woman who's, I can't remember what her character name is, who is like a high-powered executive in New York City. And she can't. Find, she said she's been dating for twenty years. Can't find a guy, and wants to get pregnant by one of her friends. Right. That's like a big plot theme for that weekend. Yeah. She's so, just trying to see where she can get it. Yes, she's looking for everybody who can give it to her. Yeah. Not Michael. Anyone but Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anybody with a guy who'd be very happy to do it. Exactly. Um, tries to get uh, <clears throat> the tries to get Tom Berenger. Yeah. In the mix. He's like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I don't uh, want to kiss yeah. you. Yeah, I'm all set on that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. Um, <laughs> it's not my night off. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, there is this moment that I guess you're supposed to be like psyched about or that is supposed to feel. I mean, it's the climax of the movie. So my question is the movie. <laughs> The climax of the movie is we're going to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. We're here to review movies. Of course. Yes. And spoiler we're, alert. We're spoiling it. So the woman who has like an unremarkable face and whose name we can't remember, yeah. she's trying to get pregnant and Glenn Close gives her man, Kevin Klein to her for his seed. Yes. What I don't understand is uh-huh. why don't they have a threesome? Why isn't there a threesome in the movie? Don't you want that? I mean, right? Because they kiss, like Kevin Klein kisses right. this woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Susie or whatever her yeah, name is. It's not is. like a glory hole, right? <laughs> they're they're like that involved. would be an ending. That's the ending that you're looking for. Yeah, the ending is Kevin Klein walks out with like a drill with a hole saw yeah, on it, yeah. and he's like, "Okay, I'm ready." It's <laughs> like replace a wall. Um, Don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> just go into the closet over there. Um, yeah, they have like an intimate moment. Why not make it a threesome? Or, right? Or a foursome <laughs> with Tom Berenger, Jeff Goldblum. No, no, with Tom Berenger, and then Jeff Goldblum's just jerking off in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> reading People magazine. Um, <laughs> um, that'd be good yeah so uh well i think that um the 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 reason uh, is you know obviously that like they're they're trying to like what they're saying i think is that um love is love <laughs> i'm gonna get that tattooed on me <laughs> Love is love, Frank. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think that like, you know, the obvious point to me was that like they are a family 
right? Even though they have like grown apart sure. and and like all of these things have happened, like they still can go to each other for what they need. Um, so if if Kevin Klein's seed didn't work the first time, would he just keep fucking this lady? <laughs> You're right. That is a very simplistic. Um, yeah, I mean, how often does that work? <laughs> yeah, he's like, is this my job now? <laughs> is this what I do? Um, that is a really good point. Thank you. I hadn't thought about that because she lives somewhere else. Yeah, she lives in New York City, and they're like wherever they are in like Georgia or something. Yeah, is he gonna go there? Right, like once a month. Is he just gonna like? He could ship it, I guess, in like a fridge freezer bag. Yeah, you get like those little um. Like hot cold pouches? Yeah. Ice packs. Ice packs. In like a <laughs> in like a, like a foam cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she knows how she'll just put that, she'll just dump it in herself. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and he just like signs a note like friends forever. See you next year. Um, um Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you know. I guess there there is a certain limit on what you can capture uh, in on film. I wish they had some sort of sound effect so you knew she got impregnated. <laughs> as they were having sex, as they were having sex, there was like a boo doo doo, like a like, twinkle or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 it, if the scene had gone on longer, she stood up and she was like, "I can feel it." Yeah, exactly. It's kicking. Yes. And he was like, I did it. And he's like, you're crazy. And then Jeff Goldblum's like, I never get to do it. Damn it. Yeah, he's still in the corner jerking off. <laughs> and Glenn. <laughs> 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 I got a boot in. <laughs> you love that layering. Huh? Yeah. Why not have a, yeah, have a threesome with Glenn Close. She'll be there looking serious. Yeah. You already saw her naked. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Or Chloe. Bring in Chloe. I mean, she's <laughs> been stretching crotch first yeah. to everybody, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so overall, it's a pretty good, just like hangout buds movie. I did not feel that way. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I was really surprised. Like the kind of movie you can just put on whenever and just sort of watch it and it's chill and it's fun. <laughs> I thought it was like pretty heavy. Really? Yeah. It you, felt light to me. They played some pickup football. <laughs> they went running, went for a jog, you know? The one guy jogged in his jeans. That was weird. I feel like you really focused on the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of happening. Marginal like, parts. Like cops came. <clears throat> right. This is a movie about a group of people who are hanging out together, rekindling their relationships with each other around the death of one of their friends. Yeah, no, I get it. And then they just, one of them gets impregnated. One like sort of like, okay, this is also twisted. So Tom Berenger and And you thought this was a good hangout movie for buds. Yeah. Yes. So you're like, let's order a pizza. Watch Big Chill. Hey, you guys, would it? Uh, is it going to be Big Chill or Anchorman? Let's <laughs> let's flip a coin. Yeah, 
Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know, man. Feels feels right to me. That's why you're the Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> um. So another thing that happens, another subplot is Tom Berenger, who is like this hunky movie star guy, uh, is being lured in by the rich, pretty old lady. Yes. What's her name? Rachel. I don't know what's her name. Sounds about right. She wears like bright red silk pajamas one night. Yes. Uh, she's a babe. Certifiable. Not in the way where she's stretching her crotch in front of you. I mean, listen. She's not purring. Yeah, you gotta... She's a babe, but like relative to her company. I mean... Sure. She's... Beautiful, smart woman. She's she's getting absolutely blown out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> by someone who frankly doesn't give a shit that she's even involved. Couldn't give a fuck. Ugh. Just happened to be there. Yeah. Um so she uh, Rachel we'll call her. Yeah. Uh she has a husband and some kids. Husband leaves early. Um and so she hangs out and sort of pursues Tom Berenger. Understandably, right? Um, and has a sort of whole dialogue of, I'm not happy with my husband. Mm-hmm. She says, I can't talk to anyone the way I talk to you. I mean, again, I love Tom Marringer in the movie. Right. He's not coming off like a fucking prophet. Yeah, yeah. He's just well, kind of like a, some bloke who's hanging out. If I could... If I could refresh everyone's memories to the last episode of our podcast where I was uh, in the parking lot of a movie theater for a matinee in (laughs) Southern Florida um, where I had my heart shattered. Uh Pretty sure I said some shit that I didn't think, you know, that wasn't real. But you were 19. Right. Yeah. But it's like in those moments, right, when you're like, I've convinced myself that yeah, this person yeah, yeah. plays this sure. specific role for me, you just say shit and like, <laughs> <laughs> and saying that shit is as real as that shit happening. <laughs> you're just mad living, whatever works. Yeah. Trying to fill a hole with your <laughs> oversized words, <laughs> whatever you can say. Yeah. So I understand that. Um, that I understand the way that that works where you're like, Hey, like I have fixated on you yes, and, uh, my life sucks. <laughs> and so, um, unfortunately for you, I've decided you're that my target. The answer for all of my problems is you. <laughs> and fortunately for me, You've got nothing else going on that yeah. I give a fuck about. Poor Tom's <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tom is recently divorced. Yeah. But is he? Yeah. Oh, I don't I didn't know I, I can't remember any of his backstory other than his like being a celebrity. Because he says, you know, they kiss outside and he says, Oh, you know, like, but the thing with Donna and I, you know, we sort of kind of love each other but we broke up for this reason he sort of gives like this bullshit reason for not am i supposed to he, he's supposed to be like kind of like struggling with being a beefcake right yes yeah you find yeah. that relatable is that what you're saying absolutely <laughs> <laughs> every day of my life uh-huh yeah and i understand that uh <laughs> a lot of people project their wants and needs onto my beefcake bod that that explains your age i guess right 
It's a, it's, it's the no, beefcake. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I understand that you're making, making, making a joke here, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, just because, just because many, many beautiful, flexible women have projected oh, their expectations onto my beefcake bod, uh-huh. that doesn't, that doesn't <clears throat> preclude oh, me from projecting my expectations onto other sexy bots. Okay. Are you sure I'm the Jeff Goldblum here? <laughs> Um, so anyway, he, uh, he initially sort of like hems and haws when Rachel sort of proposes her love to him Yeah, and they first make out, but then they end up sleeping together outside. They have sex, sex outside in the yard. Yes. And the next morning as they're packing up, she's talking about bringing your fucking husband to visit him in LA. Yeah. That is ice cold. Ice cold. I felt for Tom Berenger there. Yeah, uh, it's Ugh. it's the uh, it's it's the um, realization of his worst fears. Like if you're thinking about sure. him as a character, totally. Like he he is kind of like you know, I'm just a prop for you. I'm just a pretty face in these tight jeans. Exactly. It's and you mustache. think about you think about like his conversation with the druggy guy, who's like, wh- 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 "What do you know about me? Yeah. You think you're my friend? You know, like I feel like Tom Berenger has brought his beefcake mustachioed bod back home <laughs> to like reconnect with like real people. Yes. He's got a real and relationship. He says that. Like, yeah, everyone in L.A. is fake. Everyone wants something from me. Yeah, you guys, are my real friends. Yeah, I haven't seen in 25 years. Never talked to you. And he's he's treated like a human dildo by this woman where he it's it's sad you know how you kiss dildos (laughs) (laughs) i do that sometimes i'm Uh, being serious here (laughs) i know i know but yeah she's sort of like she is making a fantasy out of him and his life now that her husband's right right a little escape and he's like what he gives everyone every wednesday night on (laughs) What is it called? Like, t, t, like T, TJ Hooker. It's not TJ Hooker because that's a real show. But it's it's something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But but yeah, that's the thing. That's the sad. That is the sad <laughs> state of uh-huh. Tom Berenger's sexy ass life. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes home alone. Yeah, it's sad. That is the trade off of being a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. That's what you relate to. I do. <laughs> I want to put on very short shorts mm. and a Metallica half hoodie <laughs> and a blazer <laughs> and a blazer. And I want to hold and, and strap your neck brace in. I want to put my neck brace and I want to, I want, I want to hold, Tom, <laughs> I want to hold Tom Berenger like he's never been held before. And just tell him everything, everything's going to be okay. Is he still around? Yes. <laughs> but I want what I, I want, like a hybrid of him in this movie and major league. So if he, I want his like sexy rock hard bod and mustache from this movie, but I want him to be wearing like the catchers thing. The real fetish happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I just made myself cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, in case you're curious, you never see the dead body of the guy who committed suicide. You don't know why he committed suicide. You don't get any of that good, like, suicide stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you don't get any of that David Lynch suicide stuff. Uh, Any of that real darkness. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, so obviously, like I said, I thought this movie had the reputation of being like Boomer on Wii. So, like, <laughs> there, there is this kind of like, there is this feeling of like, yeah, this guy died. We don't really know why. We don't know why he did that. We talk about it a little bit, but like, there's no, there's no kind of like feeling of resolution about that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of, I I mean, I think that's intentional. I think like the idea is like, Hey, life goes on even though or life goes on or it doesn't even though like, and also they refuse to listen. So, so Kevin Klein's character, he's hosting them in his house and he refuses to listen to any music that they didn't listen to like 10 years ago. So it's all like late sixties. Yeah. Like pop. Sure. And there's this idea that's like, it creates this, you know, this theme throughout the movie that's like, hey, it's kind of like, it's, our whole deal is like passing. Like our whole. The more I think about it, the whole theme of the movie is, don't you wish our lives were better? Like everybody's like, oh man, I wish my life was a little bit better. Except for Kevin Klein. Uh Who's just having a good time. Oh, he's just banging his wife's friend. Oh, so one of the things I didn't understand, I, w- I do want to return to that. Your idea is that like, why isn't life better? That's the theme of the movie. Why does he buy sneakers for everybody? I have no idea. <laughs> I, is it just because does he like, owned, like a sneaker store or something? Well, he's really into running, but is it just because in 1983 running was a fad? Jogging. I think it was called. That. Oh, jo- jogging. Jogging. So he buys like, jogging shoes for everybody yeah i guess so because yeah. the one guy like puts them on and he's like i'm never taking these off they're crazy yeah <laughs> i don't know do you think that had a metaphorical reason or it was just like well he was just sort of like giving his token of uh of sharing a moment or or like imparting a little bit of himself to everybody but if this movie was made today he would just be like everybody would be he, he would make everybody listen to new metal <laughs> And he would buy everybody a skateboard and he'd just be out kick flipping in the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, I felt like I'd watch that. So would I, (laughs) I would star in that. I, I, I I thought like the, I felt like the shoes were supposed to symbolize something because it was such a, like, I mean, I mean, it, why include it in the movie? Like it's, it's a well, pivotal, it's, one of those things it's not like, a pivotal moment, but it's a thing where it's like the camera shows all the shoes, the yeah. shoes stacked up on the table and they're like yeah. labeled for each person. Like is, is it, is that like him? Because he's the least bothered character. Yes. Right. Like yeah. he's the one who seems like most kind of at ease in his own skin. Yeah. Is he telling everybody like, you like me just keep moving like getting these put these shoes on and like move like move through life and stop being like stuck where you're stuck is that is it maybe that literal of a metaphor i don't know if it's that literal it's maybe something where like because he runs you see him running through the whole movie and he's sort sort of evangelical about running to your right right you think probably this will make you feel better but is his running a metaphor 
I don't think so. Because he's the one who's running the most. He's putting the most miles on his on those dogs, <laughs> but he lives at home. He lives like where they started. Yeah. I don't think it's this is film 101, dog. <laughs> this is what you missed in college. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I just felt like there was something very intentional about the shoes. And I, I did not quite like. And then even the character putting them on and saying, like, these are great. I'm never taking them off. I feel like that was like an intentional, like, signaling of, like, this is a guy. Because it's the drug addict guy. It feels too cheesy to me, though. But I, I, I like this was in 1983. I feel like the yeah. that you know it's easy to say something was cheesy and obvious then, but like maybe that's what they were trying to say. Maybe I think there's something going on there. Maybe, huh? Yeah. Also, the music. <laughs> the music I found very jarring and kind of terrible. Honestly, the Jeremiah Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog thing. Blah. I know. And also the Rolling Stone song in, in the beginning just seems sort of out of nowhere. It didn't fit the mood at all. Well, I, I thought that was the most effective use of, mu- of the music when she, played, sure. when she played the song. I thought that was sad. Yeah. You can't always get what you want at a funeral? Jesus. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. I... I think that uh, it probably played a lot better. Like the, just the musical like selection of the entire film probably played a lot better in 1983 mm-hmm. because crazy to think, but like if you think about 1983, like <clears throat> those songs were just, you know, very recent memory. Sure. Sure. It would be like, Oh, well, what I listened to in college. Yeah, maybe even more recent. Yeah, like if you think about, it. yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, like because yeah. they were all like you know mid thirties. Yeah, I was thinking from like right now, I was trying to think of like what would the like the equivalent be, and I was like, oh, maybe like the first Coldplay record. Yeah, but like that's even too old. Little parachutes. Yeah, that's even too old. Is probably because yeah. that came out in like what two thousand two, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, we're already at twenty twenty, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I mean it's pretty close though, so it would be like what like um, uh, party in the USA, <laughs> be like the killers, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It would be I would be like everybody. I'd be hosting everybody at my house, and I wouldn't let anybody listen to anything except Andrew WK. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd all be like really bummed out. You all listening to it. it's time yeah, to party. It's time to party. <laughs> um, yeah, and I can't think of anything else. I don't know anything else to say about this movie. So I, I feel like this movie is really kind of like a meditation on aging, and like it's not sad. It's not like a sad movie. So I want to do this episode again. I want to do two parts. <laughs> okay, a two parter of this okay. episode. With my friend Mallory, who loves this movie and raves about it, and I want her to come on and talk about it as if it's like a legitimately amazing movie. I would love to talk to someone who's very enthusiastic about it, yeah. and I would love to hear why. Yeah. So that's next week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Um. Yeah. I guess I've. Uh, I don't have any other things to say. I'm about out of steam. It. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh. So this has been part one 
of our review of The Big Chill. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, you should probably watch it before part two. Get all your buds together. You and your friends. Yeah. Order a couple pizzas. Yeah. Try to get like a good cross section of buds. <laughs> you want to get a perv. You want to get like yeah. a hard body. Yeah. You want to get, get like a pie faced. Uh, no one likes me girl. <laughs> yeah. If you can get a drug addict and um, uh, if you can just pick up a rando off the street, who's really good at stretching and is, yeah. You know, um, just cruise by your local dance studio or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Assemble everyone. Watch this movie. And then she's you know, a lot younger too, right? Yes. Chloe? Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, you know, uh, talk about your feelings. Yeah. And listen to like um, some new metal. Listen to some like <laughs> Cold Chamber. It's <laughs> like the worst new metal band, dude. I know. Uh, I just thought of that band the other day for no reason. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot they existed. Terrible. Um, yeah. You know, uh, do that and then come back for part two yeah. of. Yeah. Of the big chill cast. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that has been part one of our review of the big chill. We are Frank and Eric go to Frank and subscribe to our newsletter, review us, uh, on Apple podcasts. If you like it, if you don't, don't review us, do us a favor. Um, and, uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Frank and Eric. And, uh, that's it. Thanks. Stay, stay positive. I'm getting old, I'm nearly dying every time I get your phone. 26 is feeling much worse than 